just know that everything that's happening to you is happening for a reason right now. It's happening for you, not to you. And it's and not here to hurt you. It's here to heal you. When you talk about regret, that's painful. But if you look at the things that you are not paying attention to, the things you deleted because you've been wallowing in your regret, you'll find that there are blessings and silver linings and things that you can learn that can heal you and push you forward. And you just got to look at the right things. Amen. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. <laughs> and doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Yeah, mindful all of this. the stuff. <laughs> So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Hey guys, welcome back to the Push Podcast. I'm Janelle. And this is Eddie. What's up? Oh, I was, I didn't know what you were doing. Uh, this is episode number 55. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that. You didn't say that. It's though. almost like we've gotten to a place where I have these unpredictable Sounds. Sounds or are, are intros and you don't know what's next. I kind of like it. I hate it, no, just well, to be clear. You know so you say your part, I say mine, and then we dive in. Oh, wow. Bossy lady today. Well, so <laughs> today I just want to tell you guys, I'm not really feeling myself. I'm not in the best mood. I'm a little sad today. And the reason we're recording this, you know, not is not because I'm a Debbie Downer. It's because... I think we do a really good job of trying to push you through things just like we push ourselves through things, but we wanted to do an episode that we could kind of share some of the challenges that we're going through right now and also share how we shift our perspective when it's necessary the most, I think. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? I think that's perfect. And I think that sharing like the times where, hey, the things that we want to go a certain way don't. There's unpredictable things. There are things that are going on in this world right now that we don't understand. Like one of the things you said is, how do you explain the unexplainable? Mm -hmm. Like those are the kind of things that we're experiencing, but I think it's important to talk about. And it's and also it's important to talk about like how you can have this moment. You right. can have a mood. You can have a time mm -hmm. where you say, ah, And it doesn't make me a terrible right. person. It doesn't make <laughs> me, you know, a bitchy wife. I mm -hmm. just, it's just one of those things. And I think I'm entitled to sit with those feelings. And so I kind of wanted to share it because it's kind of like, I have so many friends and I was having a conversation with someone today about people post all this great stuff on Facebook and it's all fake. Like mm -hmm. they're not really living their best life or have this really great marriage, but they post all the stuff. And I always never understand it. Like when people say that, I'm right. just like, uh, well, I go on social media for like an outlet. I want to see all of your positive stuff. I don't want to see when you're arguing with your husband. I don't want to see when you're a hot freaking mess. I don't want you to go on and complain about all your problems. So me personally, I'd rather see the positive side of things, right? But this is kind of like, a little behind the scenes right now yeah. of I could 
um, have chosen to do an episode that would have been super positive about, you know, I don't know, pushing through, accomplishing something, and that would have been fine. That's what we do. Yeah. But I want to be really real and kind of take you behind the scenes and let you know that there's always going to be something that's going on in your life. And sometimes they're unexplainable things and there are a lot of things and it's all at once and you can't control it yeah. and you feel like you're spiraling. And that happens to be one of those weeks for me. <laughs> but, right? you know, it's interesting but that you say okay. that because we, we've talked about this before mm -hmm. that we move past things so quickly a lot of times. Like we have that one night right. of like shit is hitting the fan, doesn't mm -hmm. feel good. And then the and then process we dust ourselves off in the we morning move forward, and, and we move forward. And we don't remember it. Right. And so then a lot of times it's like, when was that bad thing that happened? And it's right. like, was it bad? Because now we've yeah. gotten to a place where it, it you know, we say, oh, we that was a blessing. Right. Yeah. But I think stopping and letting people know like, hey, this is the thing. Yeah. And so this is kind of like a journal that yeah. we're sharing with you guys because your friends, your listeners. And we also want to kind of show you how we process things. So I don't know, maybe this episode's TMI, but I thought it would be a good idea to kind of pull the curtain and just show you some of the not so pretty things and let you know how we kind of work through those. Yeah. Another thing is like people often ask us, what are the worst things you ever went through? <laughs> and it's hard to think about that like yeah. in business, right? I remember being on my knees, crying and praying, saying the Jesus prayer. But I remember that things always turned around. So I kind of dusted myself off and I moved on. And I don't really remember a lot of the bad shit that happened, right? right? So we're going to talk about some bad shit that's happening right now. <laughs> so that way it's on an episode of the podcast. So we can go back, we can remember it. And I don't know if this is a D-Day episode. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I just kind of want to give you some perspective. So um, here's a couple titles I'm just going to throw at you because we're going through all this right now, right? Bad shit is never convenient. <laughs> is that accurate? Uh, it's never convenient. Accurate. Too, too accurate. Okay, yeah. so we're in the middle of closing down the bakery. Right. I'm trying to write a cookbook on a deadline. We're working from home. There's a pandemic. There's social unrest. Yeah. There's all kinds of stuff that's going on. And then There's boom. a civil... Uh, civil unrest. Civil unrest with a, with a deep misunderstanding of one another. <laughs> right. Okay, which brings me to like kind of another thing which is really interesting. We've been talking to a lot of family members and like new friends recently that have totally opposite upbringings yeah. of us. Mhm. Mm who also have totally opposite outlooks on important situations like weed and guns. <laughs> Because of the way that they were raised. And then when we sit there and listen to them and remove our judgment, there's so much understanding. Yeah. Right? Oh, 100%. And we're not talking about there's a problem with... Yeah, if you, if I don't you, care if, if you, you smoke, smoke a doobie out. a little yeah. bit, you know what I'm saying? Or or if you got a couple of gats, you know, I'm not, we're not saying anything, bro. Your Inglewood just came out right now. <laughs> but because we, we surround ourselves with people that we care about, we're willing to accept everything about them in a lot of cases. And a lot of times we're learning, oh, wow, you really like guns. Like this is, yeah. this is the thing, right? Well, and, okay, so and like, guns make me nervous. And yeah. so I'll put that out there. Guns make me really nervous. It, it, they're one of those things where I just go, I wasn't around them when I was my, a kid. Mm -hmm. I've had them pointed at me when I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. And they just are not something I've ever found to be something that I felt comfortable around. Right. 
Yeah, I didn't grow up with guns in the house. I didn't uh, actually. I grew up with guns in the neighborhood. Those were called drive-bys, <laughs> and so guns mean something different to me, right? Right. But like today, I was speaking with the family member, and he was saying, like, well, the first time I ever shot a gun, I was like seven or eight. It was with my dad in the middle of a forest, and yeah. we were hunting for ducks or something, and. It was a lot of fun. Like they only associate really amazing memories yeah. with guns. And then he goes in back in my day, like me and my from 10 to 14, he goes, I specifically remember being in grade school, walking to school with my buddies with rifles on our backs, like backpacks, because we were going duck hunting after school. Yeah. And I was like, so what the hell is your take on all these shootings <laughs> then? And guns, like, you know, I get your whole Second Amendment right and stuff. And and you grew up in the middle of nowhere where guns were cool and you shot stuff and you went hunting and fishing. The and, only guns that I But we are city people. Was Nintendo. Like right. I remember sitting here duck playing hunt. Yeah, playing Nintendo and Duck Hunt was the game. I would have never imagined like people actually at the I, just thinking about that age, I would have never imagined that people actually go and they really do duck hunt. Right. Like they really like make a noise and ducks go flying and they pew pew, pew and they yeah. shoot them out of the air. Like, like this person literally said like 10, 12, 14, like that's what we did. Like and it's, it's so you're so, over so, here like, hey, hey, homie, you wanna go play video games after yeah, school? And he's like, score. Hey, you wanna go shooting ducks? And you want to go hunting. And so I think it's really important. This is important because just because we're not gun people doesn't mean that we think you're wrong because you want to exercise your Second Amendment. Right. 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 But it's important to note that if you grew up in Oregon, I don't even know what the heck they have over there, but lots of open space. Yeah. We don't have that in Inglewood in L.A. Like That's just not... Growing up in the city, you're not hunting for anything. If you have a right. gun, you're definitely gonna go to jail. Yeah, like, no it's one, just no one in in Inglewood is like, oh yeah, I have a rifle because I, you know, I hunt on the weekend. Like, you not know. one person, <laughs> right? And so, um, and it's important that you say that because, like, people that are listening to this, they have a, a position on these things, mm-hmm. and their position on these things are based on what we just did. We, you give a backstory, and you say, hey, guns were the, weren't the things in my life when I was a kid that reflected fun and, right. and connection and family and gaming and all this kind of stuff where you talk to someone else and it was like, that was my father and I's bonding time. And you're yep. trying to tell me guns are bad when right. I, that's who, that's what made me get close to my dad. Exactly. Right. And I'm sitting here going, well, I was just playing duck hunt on Nintendo. Like, right. you know, I was getting close to my friends doing that. So right? this is so important because with everything going on in the world right now, the divide between politics and different parties and different Black Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter, all of this stuff. These have been really heavy conversations that we've been engaging with with lots of friends and family as of recently. And I think it's important to acknowledge that your truth, we talked about this in the last episode, your truth might not be the fact. It's just your truth based on how you grew up and what's important to you and how you were raised where you were raised and who raised you, right? Yeah, it's so interesting because with that, like your truth, like I was watching something today and this lady was going to a rally. I'm not going to say who's rally, but certain, mm-hmm. a certain person has a rally. And it was in Nevada and we're in the middle of COVID mm-hmm. and, you know, and we're trying to suppress this disease, right? Right. Right. 
obviously for people listening, you know, whether political party, you have a certain opinion on that. And I'm not going to group you in those in those groups necessarily. I know you probably have an individual opinion, but it was interesting. This lady said, she said, I should have the right to choose whether or not I wear this mask or not. Mm-hmm. It's my right as an, a citizen in America mm-hmm. to make that choice if I want to do that. Mm-hmm. And this guy, this doctor said, he said, where your rights end, my rights begin. Correct. And it was interesting. He said, the reason why you have these rights and the reason why it's important, this is why you can't yell fire on an airplane because where your rights end, my begin. Mm -hmm. And it was in like your truth and like how you're brought up, that individuality and the patriotism that some people are brought up in in this country really is something that they use to say, hey, I should be able to do this thing and you shouldn't be able to hold me back. When does it start to infringe on my rights? Right. And so that's that is an interesting divide that we have. So when you talk about like all the different titles, like that's the thing that right now we're in the middle of. Like Mm -hmm. people are feeling like, hey, the mask is, is impeding on my rights. But I guess what you can ask is, is so is a stop sign, mm-hmm. right? So like, when does that end and when does that begin? But that goes back to your truth and it goes right. back to how you're brought up as well. Okay. I also want to talk about like the fact that lots of people know what to do, but you don't do it. Oh, God. Okay. So here's an example. You know that you should exercise regularly. Yeah. It builds, you know, it creates endorphins, it builds strength, lots of health benefits that we're not going to go into, but you know you should do it, yet people bitch and complain about exercising, right? You know you should take vitamins, you know you should continue to learn and grow and read, you know you should choose positive thoughts, but you don't do it, yeah. right? So lately I've been talking to a lot of people and they're like, oh yeah, I know that. I know that. Mm -hmm. And I just want to slap the shit out of them (laughs) and be like, but are you doing it? Right. And here's the kicker, myself included. So we're all involved with that. I have a friend I'm working with. I'm kind of coaching her in the business aspect. She's coaching me in some other areas. She's been way farther accomplished, way more accomplished financially than I have and just accomplished some great things in business and life. And so we're mentoring each other, right? Right. And I was explaining to someone this weekend who I'm trying to give advice to. And she's like, yeah, I know all this. And I go, then fucking do it. (laughs) Like I... It doesn't matter what you know. Mm-hmm. I know that you know this, but it doesn't matter because I'm telling you to do it and you're still not doing it, right? right? So you can know all you want. And I said, let me explain something to you. I'm working with a friend right now who's coaching me. And every week when we sit there for an hour, I take rigorous notes on shit I already know. Mm-hmm. I already know to save 10% of my money. I already know to do... of the stuff that she's sitting there telling me for an hour, but I'm not sitting there thinking, yeah, I know this. I know this. Yep. Heard that. Yep. I'm not cutting her off, finishing her sentences. I'm not like, oh yeah, I learned this back in, oh yeah, I teach this to my students. I'm taking notes, reminding myself that it doesn't matter what you know, because your ass ain't doing it. Right. So this is like my theory on this, the way that I look at this is, oh my God, God must be sending this person to remind me of something again because I'm still not doing it, Yeah, right? And so that's something I want everybody that's listening to this to really think about. Like, 
if you're having financial struggles, it's probably not your first financial struggle. <laughs> and you may Shit. have gotten yourself out of a financial struggle and now you but find yourself- But here you are again. Yeah. So you know what right. to do. You know you shouldn't be spending that money. You know material things are not important. You know you shouldn't go into debt. But knowing doesn't help you do. It's almost, knowing is almost the problem in itself. Because knowing is that it gives you a false sense that you can do it. Well, you're just a goddamn know-it-all. Yeah. And no, <laughs> nobody cares about what all? you know. You should be an action <laughs> person, right. Yeah. right? And so I want to tell you that's one of the things that I'm working on. I'm really, really embracing when lessons come my way in multiple forms from multiple people in multiple ways, I never say, mm, I know that. Right. I know I should be doing that. I know, like I rarely ever even say the words, I know, because it doesn't matter if I know. Right. If I really knew, then I would do it. But you know what's interesting is, what's interesting is like- So you don't know shit if you're not doing absolutely. it, Absolutely, so but just think about it like this. Like oftentimes like, you'll have a problem, right? And you, and like, say for example, like I killed the grass on the side of our house, mm -hmm. right? You, you knew you, you if really you were, water it. You real, really were upset with me about I it. I was. Yeah. And I knew, here's how I knew what to do with the grass is because I was able to re recover the grass. Mm -hmm. I was able to replant new grass. I was able to, to basically lay out all new grass in that, in that backyard, mm -hmm. like in a day. Mm-hmm. A person normally what happens is there's a disturbance or there's a this is something significant that pushes that no into action. Right. Right. And it's and that's how you know that the understanding of how to do something is there. There's just not enough pain yeah. for you to actually put that knowing into play. So what you're saying is your wife needs to be extremely upset to the point of divorce before you actually get your ass in gear and do the things you're supposed to do. That's not what I'm saying. But yes, okay. I guess what I would say is <laughs> what I'm saying is, is that sometimes there, the pain there are times has to be greater. you know, mm -hmm. but there's not enough pain or maybe you don't think there's enough reward. Right. And so what happens, you're stuck in this place where you're not able to put the energy behind what you know to bring it to action until that pain gets to a place where it says, this is too much. The threshold has been broken. Now I need to act on what I know. Mm -hmm. Like, you know how to take care of your wife. You know how what makes them happy. With all those things. Uh, every man that may that listens to this, every woman that listens to this, they know what makes what helps to make their partner happy. Mm -hmm. But maybe there's not enough pain in the relationship or they don't see the reward in the relationship to put the energy behind the knowing. Like you know that you should kiss your wife goodnight every night right. before you go to bed. You know that you should love on your children. You know that you should do all these things, but sometimes you don't do them until the pain yeah. is like there. We're simple it's creatures. It really comes down to those two things. Like, okay. is, is there enough pain or is there enough reward? So that brings me into the next thing that I'm kind of struggling with right now. And the next topic is when you could have done more. Mm. And that usually like, okay, so to give you some context, like, for me, it's about relationships yeah. when, you know, someone's struggling and maybe you're busy and you don't make it a priority or a million different things. Like someone could be having a going away party. Like we have family that was leaving and moving out of the country, which is my next topic. So 
um, we had family that's moving out of the country. They were having like a small family gathering and I wanted to go, but I was just so upset about everything else that was happening. And rightfully so, like big stuff is happening. And I just didn't think that it was a good time for us to kind of get away. Mm-hmm. And then at the very last minute, we decided, no, let's go. We don't want to regret not being here. Right. So when you could have done more, we're talking about relationships. We're talking about what we were just talking about, like you know what to do. Right. You leave it on it. the table. You yeah. leave it on the table. And, and the sad thing about that is that when you could have done more and you, and you ask yourself and you dwell on that, it could create a lot more pain. Well, then you're filled with guilt and yeah. regret right. and like. And, and sometimes you need that mm-hmm. so that you can spark to the next thing. Right. Yeah, so, so like, that, let's say in business, like, you know, you could be showing up as a better boss. You know, right. you could be marketing more. You know, there's stuff you could be doing to get your business going right now or to start it or to maintain it or whatever. And you're not, I'm not letting you off the hook. Mm-hmm. Like if you're screwing up and you know, you could be doing more then you should absolutely do that shit. Right? right. But I'm talking about like when you're blaming things on yourself that really were out of your control. And in this case, I'm talking about loss. You know, if someone dies mm-hmm. and you wish you could have spent more time with them. Like yeah, that's I felt, the I felt regret like, that I have. Like I felt I, like, yeah, I've, we've all felt that before. I wish I would have made this more of a priority. I wish I could have been there to help. I wish I could have stopped this, whatever, mm-hmm. right? And so, yeah, that just that's a feeling I'm sitting with that's heavy this week. Like, just, God, I could have done more. Yeah, I just, I understand what you're saying. And I think we've all been there before. I know that regret is one of those things that, you know, we all feel and we all go through, especially when there's loss, but we know that it doesn't necessarily make things better. No. It doesn't push you to do more. A lot of times regret spirals you into sadness. Well, I think when it it comes to like a death in this case and you're filled with regret, like, God, I could have done more. I could have been there more. Maybe I could have stopped it. The reality is, is I know that I couldn't have. Right. And I know that things happen as they should. But I also think that, Maybe death, you know, is a reminder when you lose a loved one. It's a reminder for you to go out of your way sometimes and to to make it to the party that you don't really want to go to to celebrate someone right. or to do the things like kissing your wife goodnight or hugging your kids even when you're tired or in a bad mood after work, right? Because life isn't promised and it can go in a moment. And, you know, there's this... Long story that I won't get into right now, but one of my favorite authors, Elizabeth Gilbert, talked about loss. She fell in love with this woman. She was elated to have finally found love. And then her lover gets diagnosed with cancer, dies like six months later or something. So in an interview, she had said, the thing is, is I loved, Rhea was her name, but I can't dwell on all of the time I'm going to miss out on with her out. I'm going to miss out on this time with without her. I have to focus on the time that I did have her, right? Right. And she said, the one thing that's promised is death. Yeah, that's why I get a, a text message five times a day. Right. And so <laughs> so we're talking about death now, just yeah. so we're clear. I feel like, um, so she articulates in this interview, she says, basically like, if you have uh you give birth to a baby, it's like God's handing you the baby saying, "Here isn't isn't she beautiful? Enjoy your time because I can give you one promise. Sh- her time on this earth is going to be limited." Right. 
And we don't like to talk about that. We don't like that. So she goes on, Elizabeth Gilbert goes on to say, you know, when you lose a loved one, that shit's never convenient. You never want it to happen. But we start acting like toddlers and we throw freaking fits Mm -hmm. like you didn't know it was going to happen. Right. Right. And so she says in a funny way, like this is the only thing God ever promised you. Yeah. And this person's in your life for a temporary amount of time. Oh, yeah. And you're over here acting like you're questioning your faith. Like, how could God do this? And he's up here like. Girl, I literally told you that was the one thing I was going to promise That's you. Every, everybody's got to go through that. Right. But I <laughs> I like if to me, the illustration, because I'm visual. Yeah. It's like, you know, you lose a loved one. I would die just for the record if I lost you or the girls. Right. So I'm not saying it's easy, but literally, like if I spend every day looking at you, knowing that my time with you is it's promised to end. Yeah. Like it is going to end. And that was the only promise God gave me when he brought you into my life. Your time is temporary. It's going to end. So do your best to enjoy it. Yeah. Right. And And I I just think we act like toddlers, like when people die and it's like, oh my God, how could this happen? And he's like, girl, this was the only thing I promised you. Why are you right. mad at me? You're questioning me. Yeah, and and, and I, think, I actually I, kept my commitment. Yeah, and I think that there are times where it's appropriate for people to go, like when something sudden happens, right? right? It's appropriate for people to kind of go. They ask why. Yep. And and, and a lot I've of been times, asking why all and, week. And you ask that because of what could have been, right? Right. Then, With the which, life. The 10 more years, the 20 more years. Which what, leads me to the, could I have done more? Right. right. And I think, but you think about everything we just said. We just talked about like people having d- different upbringings and, and that leading to a divided nation. You, mm-hmm. you talk about the fact that we leave things on the table. We don't do what we know. Mm-hmm. All those things are acting like things are forever. Mm-hmm. Like I've said this quote before. It's like we approach all of our fears, our insecurities and all our dumb shit as if we are immortal. Like we're never going to die. And but then we we approach the things that are important as if or the things that we are that are like important mm-hmm. as if they're going to last we forever. forever. Right. And so it's just and I butchered that quote because it's, it really go, it really just didn't necessarily articulate. Was that me. a quote? I thought that was just a statement. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, what I'm saying is, is that like when we approach a, a cliff and we think we're going to die, we think we're mortal. But when we and we know that, hey, this is an immediate danger. But when we approach things that are important, like long term, we act like we have forever to figure it out. Right. Meaning like we have there are people that have family members that are allowing their political beliefs to separate them mm-hmm. as if they have forever to rekindle that relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. People are not approaching the things that they know they need to do with the immediacy to figure it out right now because they feel like they have forever in a lifetime to get it done. Like mm-hmm. I have forever to get in shape. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. You have until the day you die. And that could be tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think that all the things you're talking about are so important. And I think that the times that we have, we say that less, like I should have done this. I think when we really think about death and we think about the fact that, hey, you know what? This is not promised. Yeah. Today is not promised. The, our kids are not promised. Let's act like that in a sense where we say, hey, you know what? I'm not going to leave anything on the table. I'm going to tell you I love you so much so that you know, hey, I didn't I didn't hold back any of that love or any of that affection or any of that possible connection or the ability to understand you because you think of something you believe in something different than me. Right. 
Okay, I'm going to give you four more topics because we're going to try to wrap these up. But there was a lot of stuff that I wanted to kind of touch on. So next topic, why people lie. (laughs) Just I just fear they lie for several reasons. But liars that especially that are your family members that are close to you, that just like freaking baffles me, drives me nuts. Next thing is strained relationships, which it then leads to a strained relationship, right? And that's a freaking struggle to deal with people who are related to you that are just difficult, that may lie oh, to you. Oh, you said a strange relationship. Strained relationships. Oh, strained relationships, yeah. Okay, and then the next thing, just so we're clear, like I can't really share much, but I am going through like accepting the biggest lie of my life this year. Mm-hmm. And then that the last thing, which is kind of fun and lighthearted is Moving to another country. <laughs> so let's talk about that for a second. Did you know when you move to another country, obviously common sense, you can ship some of your stuff, but we're right. not talking like FedEx boxes. We're talking about my aunt and uncle getting ready to move from California to Italy. They've taken, you know, fine china, mm-hmm. some uh, really expensive cookware and appliances and furniture that's like family heirloom furniture that's really important, things that are valuable that you can never replace, right? So they're moving to Italy and they're forever home and they wanted to take this stuff with them. So they rented a container uh, that's $10,000 to ship stuff across the country. And it's gigantic because she says they were only able to fill up a third of it. Right. So it doesn't matter though. (laughs) Like that was the size of the container. That's how much it costs. You could put as much stuff or as little stuff as you want, but it's going to cost you 10 grand. Sock so in there if you want it. <laughs> Eddie and I get into like, I want to say a disagreement because he goes, that's stupid. I would never ship anything to another country. I didn't say it was stupid. Okay. I said, and I was like, well, this is the stuff they're taking. And he I goes, said, is yep. the things I said, are the things in, in that container worth more than $10,000? And I said, yes. And I said, really? And I didn't say it was stupid. I just said, I just know. I, yeah, but listen to what you're saying. You're questioning the value of someone's personal belongings that are important to them. Yeah. And then you said, oh, well, that's because you're, you, you don't have anything you don't, nice. Yeah, I said, you don't have anything nice. <laughs> and I said, I'm just not a, a, a You don't, though. You don't have thing. any family heirlooms. Am no, I right? No. You have no antique furniture that's been in your family for a century that you just... No, oh my God, I'm never, ever was, going to get this back, my right? My family was slaves, so they didn't have antique okay. furniture to All right. pass on. Well, <laughs> if they did, let's just say your yeah. great, great, great grandmother was a slave and she had this coffee table that was in her home on the plantation, whatever, whatever, <laughs> would you not, you'd really eh, sell it at a garage sale. I don't need that. Think of the sentimental value that would be attached to that. Yeah, so if you're telling me something that was constructed built with leftover wood and they had and if and it was in the family so for So you just centuries. made it shitty. No. But I'm saying it's no, been in the family I'm, for no, a give, long time. I'm okay. giving it value. I'm okay. saying it was Oh, you are? Yeah, you said saying, leftover scraps. Yeah, and it's not like this a slave's gonna walk over to the local furniture oh, store and you're say, missing the point. No, I So have, would you keep an item like that? Yeah, I, I would say yeah, okay, that would be something of value. I okay. Would, I want so to pass that along. How is that different than I'm telling you that there's a coffee table that's been in your family for three generations that's irreplaceable. It's made out of this special wood and it's valued at $3,000. Yeah, I want to take the coffee table with me. Okay. The whole point of the argument was that you were like, I'd never do that. 
And then I said, you wouldn't want to ship anything. And you go, yeah, I'd ship my books. And I thought that was the <laughs> stupidest fucking thing you could have said. Because literally your entire bookshelf, I could order this shit from Amazon and have it primed to you in Italy for less than you the cost of shipping. Yeah. And I was like, so that right. was stupid. And I, and I agree with you. I said, okay. you're absolutely right. We could but do that. you would never, your words were, I would never ship anything. And I said, well, that's because your broke ass doesn't have anything to ship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's the question but for also, you listeners. I, I would say this. Honestly, I don't necessarily, I'm not a materialistic person. You know that. There's not, like, I'm not a person that says, uh, these are all the things I want. Like I, I'm not. I'm just not big on that. I wear the same clothes every single day. Right. You right? should ship those then, <laughs> so you don't have to buy all kinds of new stuff. Think about how expensive it is to move to another country. Yeah. Also, the cost of clothing in Italy is way more expensive than it is in California. So you're just gonna like, mm, you know what? I'm not even gonna take a pair of underwear. I'm just gonna buy everything. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the how the dollar go. You know how I'm strong the dollar you, is. It's more that, expensive. It, okay. Well, I think nice clothes are really expensive, but nope. I'm sure you can find some sweats for like. So you're gonna move to another country <laughs> and just be wearing sweats because <laughs> you're gonna discard all of your Lululemon no. and everything that you wear that's nice here. You're not gonna bring your Nikes that cost you two hundred and thirty nine dollars because you don't want to ship them. So you'll just wear moccasins. You're talking about. Let's just make sure we're clear. Okay, you're talking about a container that costs ten thousand dollars. Okay. So all I'm saying is, whatever you put in there, it has to be more than ten thousand dollars for it to be but worth. You're it. looking at monetary value, and I'm. That's also you just something, told me my Lululemon. That's also my something to consider. But I'm saying I'm shipping over photos that I can never get back. I'm shipping over family heirlooms. I'm shipping over. My great great grandmother's china set from her wedding that I was blessed to be passed down. Like I'm not selling that shit at a garage sale just because I'm moving out of the country. Uh, and I'm and not that's what that... you couldn't understand, though. Right. Well, which is why we're now having a public argument. <laughs> okay, we're not having so an that's argument. my this question. I need you to leave a review just... right now <laughs> what is this? and let me know: Are you paying to ship stuff, or do you think all stuff that you have is stupid? And you're not, nah, I'm not going to waste my money to ship this. And here's the thing. And I just want to give you this. When we have a conversation, for all the Push Podcast folks, when we have a conversation and we disagree, somebody gets all worked up about it when we disagree. And she calls it like argument or, and I'm like, my heart rate doesn't get over 48 beats per minute in the conversation, but she gets all worked up about it. Because sometimes you don't listen. Like you... <laughs> You only, you're like, no, nah, that's stupid. Would never do that. And I'm like, no, we're going to talk about this. Because in you the conversation, have... I did agree with you. I said, yep, you're right about the books. We can just order the books. And I said, okay. And I agree with you. If, you. if there was a table that was significant. Your great, great grandmother's slaves plantation table. Now, right. now today, but yesterday you had absolutely You never nothing. brought up the table. Right. You said How, you said, we talked about family heirlooms and you were like, nope, right. don't and care so, about that. And so here's the thing. This goes back to our I think it was one of our first topics of this conversation. My upbringing, there was no heirlooms. My upbringing, there was. That's anything. why I said your broke ass has nothing to right. ship. But what I'm saying is, is that it's a perspective 
and I don't value heirlooms because I've never ever had heirlooms. But that's not what you said, though. You said right. I don't I'm value just, materialistic this a, this, things, right? But this is where that belief structure comes from for me. And we just talked about how we have to understand we just those solved things. The problem, right? Right. Now. So, so there is I, stuff that you would ship if you were in a position to if have you, inherited. Yeah. That. If you, if if I had been like holding on to certain things mm-hmm. that I knew that were passed on from generation to generation to generation. Yep. Then yeah, I would probably have a different perspective on what thing on, on significance. Of we those actually things. agree, so now this yeah. marriage can continue. Yeah, but I'm still saying right now because a person, I'm still that person. You don't have that. I stuff. don't have any right. heirlooms again. But if you, because I'm an understanding husband, if you said, "Honey, we're gonna get this shipping container because I want to keep these things uh-huh. and I want to pass them on to our our great grandchildren," uh-huh. I would know that you value that, and I would say, "Absolutely, let's right. do it." Right, I may not put the, anything in the container, but yeah, <laughs> you may. You don't care about tradition. You don't care about. But look at how I was raised. Right, I wasn't raised with tradition. Mm-hmm. I wasn't raised with like, hey, this is. We, we I'm gotta- letting you know right now. I'm getting a container when okay. we moved out of the country, and we just solved it, and now you're on my side. So, but do you understand? We'll stay married. Me? Yeah. Did you yeah. guys, okay, did you guys hear again, how she just said, yeah, again, yeah, it goes stupid. back you're, you're to broke ass. your broke I'm ass sorry, I live, in, I live just, in Inglewood yeah. in an apartment. My mom did her very best. Okay, my mother's a sweet woman. Do you have something bad to say about her and her work ethic? <laughs> you're such an idiot. <laughs> so anyways, I think that's pretty much it. So this we'll is like a hodgepodge a episode mm-hmm. where we just kind of threw everything at yeah, you guys. Because there's just a lot of things on our on, on our minds, right? On our hearts, on our minds. And I think if we were to call this something, it'd be like 2020. Man, don't ask what's next. Mm-hmm. Because I hear people do that all the time. We've had deaths in our family since March. We've There's just been so much, you guys, I can't even articulate because a lot of it is stuff that we're just not at liberty to talk about right at this moment, but there's a lot of heavy stuff. Yeah. And we'll, we'll say this. And I think, I don't, I don't know. I know that you've said this quote and I don't know where you got it from, but you share your, your scars, not your wounds. Right. right? And so I think certain things are still fresh and you just kind of like, I got to get a, a gain of perspective. Yeah, I on can't this. share the wound right now, right? but I'll definitely share the learnings along the way, the perspective. Like I definitely feel better now that we've spent this time. How long has it been? It's been like 37 minutes. Yeah. Now that we've spent 37 minutes making light and having conversation and discussing some things that have been heavy this week, I feel great. That's good. <laughs> but, you know, and what's interesting and then tomorrow is we're going I'll to wake share. Up we're, we're, and there'll be nice and lessons. And at some point, we're going to share. Fine. We're going to share because. And your guys' minds are going to be fucking blown. Yeah. I'll just tell you that. Yeah. Like, we're our gonna lives share, are movies right now. Yeah. We're going to share because. Part of our stories are intertwined mm-hmm. and you can't share one without sharing the other. I, I will say this. I never believed in soulmates until this year. Yeah. <laughs> like I for sure know that God was like, you know what? I'm going to put these two together because they're going to need each other in 2020. Yeah. And yeah, like this doesn't get better. It's There's no better movie than this. And mm-hmm. so yeah, I'm I was, glad that I told I you, you. Now, I'm glad I have you too. I, was, I told this you now. I said you had a, it was a lifetime movie, but now I've it is a Netflix series. series. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah, so we're gonna have to do like six podcasts <laughs> back to back, hour long episodes, and then I'm pretty sure we're gonna get a book deal, movie yeah. deal, yeah, all that stuff. So, anyways, we hope that if you're going through something challenging right now, you can stop and journal about it, discuss it with someone, find some humor in it. And just know that everything that's happening to you is happening for a reason right now. It's happening for you, not to you. Right, absolutely. And it's and not here to hurt you. It's here to heal you. 
or help you. Yeah. Heal and help. Same thing. Yeah. And I think that that is important because when you talk about regret, that's painful, Mm -hmm. right? And But if you look at the things that you are not you're not paying attention to the things you deleted because you've been wallowing in your regret, you'll find that there are blessings and silver linings and things that you can learn that can heal you and push you forward. And you just got to look at the right things. Amen. Cool. So that is it. I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful time, whatever day, night, morning you're listening to this. Just say goodbye. And goodbye. Push through. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review. You leave your handle and until next time, push through.